1: And then verse 27, finally, but there shall be no means. Notice the way he continues to reaffirm to us that there is going to be nothing, nothing by any means that will enter that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. I love that. We saw that earlier, and we're going to see it later in chapter 22, where he reminds us, oh, by the way, this is not going to be there. All the abominable, all of the sexually immoral, all the sorcerers, which by the way is drug abusers. The word is pharmakia, sorcery. Say now, how amazing is yours?
0: Welcome to our study as Pastor Rob finalizes chapter 21 in the book of Revelation. Today our scripture says, There shall by no means enter it anything that defiles. Does this mean that such people will threaten the city? It isn't necessary to say that this is the idea, because all sinners and death have been cast into the lake of fire. Instead, the exhortation warns present readers that the only way to participate in the future city is to turn one's loyalties to the Lamb, now. Have you given your life to Jesus? If not, now is the time. Let's join Pastor Rob.
1: Sky blue with stripes of other colors in it. The fourth uh, foundation is the emerald, the bright green. And the fifth, the sardonyx, is red and white. And the the sixth, the sardius stone, which is reddish in color. The seventh, chrysolite, transparent and golden in color. The eighth, beryl, a sea green in color. The ninth, topaz, a transparent yellow green. The tenth, a chrysoprase, however you pronounce that. A shade of green different from that of the emerald. and the 11th, jacinth, violet, and the 12th, amethyst, purple. You remember in the Old Testament that the high priest, he had a breastplate on, and in that plate were 12 stones, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Notice the foundations are going to have the names of the apostles, but yet the same stones, it appears anyway, it appears that these same 12 different kinds of stones were also in the breastplate of the high priest, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And does God have you on, on his heart, covering his heart? You better believe it. He loves you. And in Exodus, we don't have time to go there, but I would encourage you just to write this scripture down because it, it it describes this breastplate that Aaron and his sons would have to wear, that the high priest would wear this ephod with these stones in it. And it describes the same stones, you know. Um, you, you just read it, just read it. it. It'll blow your mind. And then compare it with what you read here and see what you come up with. Very interesting. And the number 12, of course, speaks of government, speaks of governance. Perfect government. And notice the, uh, verse 21, it says, The twelve gates were twelve pearls. Can you imagine? Pearls. These gates were made of pearls. Each individual pearl was one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. I don't really know what that's like. I mean, some have said that if you purify gold long and hard enough, that it will become clearer and clearer. And that may be. I mean, it, it could be transparent like glass. It could be the, just the purest form of gold. We don't really know. It doesn't really matter. But what, what the world holds so valuable, the Lord says, ah, oh, you're going to walk on that. That's going to be under your feet, saint. And this is not some pipe dream. This is not some kind of pie in the sky. Folks, do you understand? And I want to encourage you not to look at these things as if it's some kind of story. No, this is the word of God. In fact, we're going to see next week as we end this book, we're going to see that there's a blessing for those who read it. And we have spent a long time in this book. And there's also a warning for anybody who would add to it or take from it. So I think God takes it pretty seriously. I think he understands man. Can you trust it? Do you believe it? I do. I do. With all my heart. But notice, But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. No longer is a structure necessary like in the earthly Jerusalem. And even in the millennial temple, there's going to be a temple. And why is there a temple? Well, wherever there's a temple, it's because there's sacrifice. Remember, even in the millennial reign, there'll still be Sacrifice is done in memorial. And there will still be people who have the ability to come to Christ during the millennium. Because they will come in from the tribulation period. It's not just going to be this you know, gate. There's going to be people who are going to come into that. And they're going to populate the earth in their, in, in, their, in their same bodies. And there's some mystery about that, I'll be honest with you. But there will be an opportunity for people to still be born. And they will have long lives. We looked at that in detail. But this new Jerusalem will be something completely different. There will be no longer a need for a temple because there will be no need for any sacrifice because this is the ultimate place. This is the end of, for, for the righteous. This is the eternal state. It, there's nothing after this. This is it. This is when, when, when you go to heaven. This is ultimately where you're going to be. This is where your, your friends and family members who have died in Christ, they're in glory right now, and they're going to be resurrected at the rapture, and they're going to live through the thousand-year reign of Christ, and guess what? They will inhabit this place, New Jerusalem, as we will all, if you're a believer, forever. And notice how beautiful it is. God spares no expense. He doesn't need... He, 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 can, he can call gold into existence. Do you realize that? That that blows my mind. We fight and we kick and we spit and we have wars (laughs) to gain certain precious metals and liquids like oil and gas. And God's like, it's no big deal to me. You're going to walk on glass. You're going to walk on gold. It's going to be so pure. Pure. And the city had no need. Notice, no need. It doesn't say that there's no sun or no moon. I mean, it could be. We don't really know. We can not We can only conjectureize here. But it says the city had no need, had no need of the sun or the moon to shine in it for the glory of God illuminated. The Shekinah glory, the very brightness of God, the very brightness of Jesus in the center of that new Jerusalem is going to illuminate everything. And can you imagine, have you been in a church? when you 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 know one was stained glass you can see we're we're just flush with stained glass in this church got them everywhere we we cover them up just to just to blind you from the effulgence of it cuz it would just blind you we we cover them up with those panels but behind them is just all these beautiful now when, when the sun shines brightly through stained glass and it's just beating on it really intensely isn't it beautiful isn't it glorious and to think of the light of the Son of God at the center of this thing, and the light is going to shine through all these different layers, and it's just going to be like a, it's going to be like a prism. It's going to be incredible. Incredible. <sighs> what does it say in Isaiah? The sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give light to you. But the Lord, Jehovah, will be to you an everlasting light, and God your glory. What does it say in John chapter 8? Jesus spoke to his disciples, and he says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Jesus said, now you are the light of the world. If you're a believer in Christ, now you've become the light. you become the bearer of that light, and you give that light to others. You share that light with others. Isn't that a great privilege that you and I have? We, we get to do that. What a great privilege. Is there any greater job in the world? I think of what I get to do as the best job in the world, if I can call it a job. It's really not a job. But you know what? I love it because I get to do that with you and I get to do that with others. There's no greater message. There's no greater thing I could share with fallen man, including myself. I read the word of God. It's the best. It's the best. Is it the best? Is there any other book? I mean, is, is uh, Joan Collins or whoever she is, she written a book that's really more dynamite than this? Is there anybody who's written, you know, God says, I love you so much, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you in advance what's coming. I don't know about you, but that comforts my heart. Didn't Jesus say that, that when the comforter comes, the Holy Spirit, that he will show you things to come? He will lead you in all truth. He will show you things to come. And hasn't he done that through his spirit, through John here, showing us these things that are yet to come on the earth? And he's never lied to us. I would challenge you to find something in the Bible that, has, you know, that God, where God lied, where God, you know, he said he was going to do something he didn't do it. Because there's a lot that's already been fulfilled, right? There's a lot that's been fulfilled already, and there's still quite a bit ahead of us. But look back at that old stuff and, and you research it. Many people have... And in the process, they've become saved. Some of the most brilliant minds in the world have come from a a background of atheism and despotism. And in their quest to find out the truth, trying to disprove Christianity, they end up being believers. Some of the most brilliant minds. Love that. Love that. Notice in verse 24, And the nations of those who are saved shall walk in, the, in its light, and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory into it. When you look at this word nations in this verse, really what it refers to is the Gentiles, because isn't the church, isn't all of redeemed mankind, you're either a Jew or a Gentile. That's what it's talking about. I'm a Gentile. I have no ounce of Jewish blood in me whatsoever. As far as I know. <laughs> And that's who makes up the kingdom of God. Jews and Gentiles, together, called the church. But the nations, remember what it says in Revelation 7. Let me, let me go there. What does it say? It says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the, throne, before the Lamb. And we know that these people, in context of that chapter, were really the tribulation saints those who, who had given their lives, their lives were taken from them during the tribulation period, which is coming upon the earth, by the way, after the church is removed. But that's who it is. Nations, tribes, people, all together. And so those people who will inhabit this new Jerusalem will certainly be the Old Testament saints. We looked at this when we talked about the first resurrection. Jesus, the first fruits, the dead in Christ will rise and then we which are alive and remain will be caught up. At the beginning of the millennial reign, we know at the Old Testament saints, it tells us in Daniel chapter 12, verse 2, And verse 12, that the Old Testament saints will be resurrected, and probably even those saints at the end of the millennium, they will be changed to inhabit this place. They will be changed. And notice verse 25, Its gates shall not be shut at all by day. There shall be no night there. See, remember, in the millennial reign, which precedes this, New heavens and the new earth and the new Jerusalem, the millennial reign. There will still be the sun, the moon that's out there right now. The same earth is still going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be different to some extent. Some of the curse will be removed, but there's still going to be a sun and moon. That same sun and moon that you see out in the <laughs> in space. That same sun and moon is going to be on the earth during the millennial reign. Did you know that? Are you worried about the the, the scientists say the sun's going to burn out? We're going to freeze to death. The Moon's going to come off its kilter, and the tides are going to shift and global flooding and, and it's, you know, all these things. No, it's not going to happen. Is global warming going to just you know, discour- just destroy the Earth? No. Not that global warming. There's coming a global warming, and it's not what they think. That'll be an interesting topic to bring up to them. Well, we believe in global warming. Yes, so do I. Can I read it to you? Can I talk to you about it? Because you don't want to go there. What do you mean? (laughs) An open door. An open door. No night there, because the sun will be the light. And they shall bring, verse 26, the glory and the honor of the nations into it this new Jerusalem, on this new earth. Now, the question I have, and, that, and I don't have an answer for it, and again, there's some conjectures here, and we can't be dogmatic about this, but I wonder, the new heavens and the new earth, is it going to be just uh, literally, is it going to, the whole thing, the whole, orb of earth is it just going to dissolve in fervent heat and God will make a new one it could be and I believe that that's probably true but but some have said he's just going to uh, cause everything on the earth and the the atmosphere to dissolve with and and just burn up and and what does fire do it purifies it could be I mean it's possible that it will be this physical earth but just completely remade It, it could be can't be real dogmatic about it. It doesn't really matter whether it's, that's the case or whether he creates a new one. But I believe the Bible, and it says that a new one will be made. So I'm going to hang out there because I like it better. <laughs> Do you like it better? And let people argue with you, about it. it doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is just make sure you're there. Who cares about whether he burned the whole thing with fire or whether he created the, a new one from scratch? It doesn't really matter. Are we going to really be fighting over that? Can you imagine in the New Jerusalem, poking your finger and somebody says, I told you, man. I told you it was brand new and, you know, and then we're fighting and and then the angels got to come and, all right, break it up and then tase us, you know. You got the Holy Spirit Security Force, the HSSS or HSSF, Holy Spirit Security Force. You heard it first here. And then verse 27, finally, but there shall be no means. Notice the way he continues to reaffirm to us that there is going to be nothing, nothing by any means that will enter that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. I love that. We saw that earlier, and we're going to see it later in chapter 22, where he reminds us, oh, by the way, this is not going to be there all the abominable, all of the sexually immoral, all the sorcerers, which, by the way, is drug abusers. The word is pharmakia, sorcery. And he talks about all these other things. They will not be there. Those who practice such things and continue to practice such things, they will not be there unless they repent of those things. In fact, in Revelation 22, we'll see this next week, it says, Blessed are those who do his commandments. This is uh, Revelation 22, verse 14. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life. We'll talk about that next week. And may enter through the gates into the city. But notice, but outside are dogs, unclean people. That's what they're, what's talking about. And in fact, in some verses, it even talks about homosexuals. Homosexuals in the Bible are often referred to as dogs. That's what the Bible says. But outside are dogs and sorcerers, drug abusers, sexually immoral and murderers, idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. They will not be there. And I love the fact that it reminds us again, it's going to be beautiful. And he lists all these wonderful attributes of it. And then he says, oh, by the way, did, you, did, I, did, I, did I tell you that that's never going to be there again? Oh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me, Lord, that these things, it's foreign to us, isn't it? Because if, if you watch the news, I'd encourage you not to. I, I've gotten away from all of that stuff, I'll be honest. With you. I learned a really bitter lesson. I'm done with it all. <laughs> but I would encourage you to get away from all of it, and you'll be the better for it. It's changed me completely over the last month. My whole life has changed for the better. Amen. Amen. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strange. Amen. Amen. So, finally, how about you? Notice that last verse. But only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? If you can say wholeheartedly yes, then praise God. But if there's anything, yeah, praise God. And if you're if if you don't think or are 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 a little bit ambivalent about whether you or your name is written in that lamb's book of life, please don't leave this room today. It's too valuable. The stakes are too high and the blessing is so great you must come to Christ today. For those of you who are online or anyone here, please don't leave this room today until you confess your sin to God and you ask him to forgive you. And he will do that. He will run to you. Do you understand? Like the prodigal child, as the son is walking down the street, the father sees him from afar. He runs. God wants you. He loves you. Don't waste your life. Do not waste your life when God has such great things in store for you. The greatest things are yet ahead for us, folks, and fix your heart on those things. Turn your heart upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. And listen. As you stand, if there are anyone here today who has not received Christ, I would challenge you to come down. When we are dismissed, you come down or you grab somebody next to you that knows the Lord. Pray with them. Come up here. Pray with me. I'd be glad to pray with you. Grab one of the elders. Grab a believer, someone that you know and hear. Grab somebody and say, would you pray with me? I'm just not sure. And you know what? God will hear that. He will hear that. And he will confirm in your heart that you're a child of God. And until you have that assurance in your heart, even though you're not perfect, you continue asking. You continue knocking. And believe me, you don't have to knock very hard for the Lord to say, I believe you and I'm coming in. Coming into your heart and your life. You don't have to to beg. He's running toward you. Will you accept it? Will you receive him today? And Christian, for those of us who have known him, rededicate your life and heart to Christ. Clean the house. Go through all the doors and the rooms of darkness that you've closed up and that you've hold the keys to. Hand him the key ring and say, Lord, these are yours. I'm done. Do you want to be done? Even as a Christian, be done with those things. Amen? But seriously, one final thing. If you haven't received Christ, please, please don't leave this room until your passport is stamped for eternity. Father, we just thank you for the hope that we have, Lord, the hope in Christ. Lord, that you've shown us in your word, Lord, it is so true, it is so wonderful. And God, I pray for everyone here in earshot of me uh, physically and and, and, uh, online, Father, I pray that you would touch every heart, And, Father, that you would burn a hole in our soul. Burn a hole in our soul, God. Save us to the uttermost. Cleanse us. Heal us. Pour out your spirit upon us. Make us effective ambassadors for you. Be glorified in and through your church here at Calvary Chapel of Rochester. We love you, Jesus, and we're so thankful for you. We look forward to hearing the trump and hearing the sound and being caught up. Forever we will be with you. And you said, comfort one another with these words. And we are comforted. And we are blessed in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. I'm sorry, that's all the time we have for today. But please join us next time as Pastor Rob continues our journey through the book of Revelation.